Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time. Friends, remember Rocket Can. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. We're trying to run down Jimmy. My good buddy Jimmy Hanlon, Bally Sports, which I, I kept messing it up. I kept saying Fox Sports. That's right. They had the change over there. He is Bally Sports, as well as the Yes Network uh, TV host. He has 18 holes. He has Swing Clinic. He has links to the game. He's got Pin Shot, the whole thing. He's got four different shows there. It's amazing. We'll talk to Jimmy. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk to Jimmy here. It seems I've upset the state of Alabama. I have upset the state of Alabama. Pauly Dubs gets in and says, Ken, hope you don't have any special trees in your garden. Okay, well, that's just uh, that's just below board there. I didn't mean to tr- – I was talking about Sam Darnold. I wanted to use it as a Sam Darnold example, folks. I'm not, I don't even want to soften the blow. Just you tell me. I don't, and I don't want to rip Mac Jones. I don't want to do it. I don't know how this kid's going to turn out. Damn it, I wanted to talk about Sam Darnold, and I, it's nothing but people in Alabama who are mad at me for what I said over Mac Jones. Tell me what he does that's so great. I want to know. And they're, and for that reason, truthfully, that's got to be part of the reason he's moved up so much. Like Trevor Lawrence, we have spoken no matter what Trevor Lawrence could do. Trevor Lawrence could go to your house right now and smack your grandmother in the mouth, and you'd still say, okay, Trevor Lawrence is still the number one pick. I mean, come on. There's nothing that Trevor Lawrence can do that would take him away from the number one pick. It just seems that way. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson does a lot of good things. Mac Jones does a lot of good things, man. They all do a lot of good things. But when I look at all these these top five guys, I didn't want to do this, and so now we're going to do it. I see what, ju- what Justin Fields does. He can elevate his team. Same thing with Trevor Lawrence. Same thing with Zach Wilson. Same thing with Trey Lance. I'm not saying I could go out there and run the Alabama offense. I'm not saying you could go out there and run the Alabama offense. But I am saying a lot of people could go out there and run the Alabama offense. I got Devontae Smith and Najee Harris. I got a great offensive line. I got I got maybe the greatest team and one of the greatest teams in football history. It's unexceptional. He does a lot of good things that I think a lot of normal quarterbacks can do. There has to be something on the whiteboard that I'm not privy to. That's fine. If you call in and you say he's smart, that's okay. I got people calling it. Well, Ken, excuse me, I got one guy calling in. Ken, he's, he's a winner. So is everybody else. They're all winners. 
They're all winners. Every quarterback that I would put out on this list is a winner. Every quarterback that's in college is a winner. That's what you're supposed to be. There's like few guys, like if you're a quarterback who went to Vanderbilt, you're not a winner. The other ones is a winner. Well, he's a winner. Ken, did you know so-and-so won three state championships? Oh, and we're talking about him being a first-round pick? Oh, well, that's a surprise. Ken, did you know so-and-so won a whole bunch of games in the SEC? Yeah, they're supposed to. That's why they're number one picks. That's why they're top ten picks. They're supposed to be better than anybody else out there. They're supposed to elevate their team. But I, I see the talent that's around them, and I see pitch and catch, and I think that that's part of the reason. That a, a guy like Kyle Shanahan, a coach, coaches usually are people who want to mitigate negativity. They want to put the odds in their favor, and that means they're going to bet on themselves. And Mac Jones will go out there, and he will do exactly as Kyle Shanahan says. Mac Jones will go out there and do exactly as one of these other coaches will say. Justin Fields, there's a question. Zach Wilson, there's still a question. Trey Lance, there's still a question. These other QBs, there's there's still a question. Mac Jones, he'll do exactly what he played for Saban, exactly what you want. And I don't want to turn into a thing and ripping Mac Jones, but here's Alabama. All these calls are Alabama. I haven't had Alabama mad at me in I haven't had Alabama mad at me this mad at me in like three months. So let's go to Alabama. We'll try to run down Jimmy at some point. Dustin in Alabama. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Hello. Let me get to Dustin. Hello. Do we got Dustin in Alabama? We've lost Dustin in Alabama. Do I even have him ready? Mike in Alabama. Hello. We got Jimmy now. So I'm just gonna drop. Okay, fine. If you're there, hold on. Let's get to uh, let's get to my buddy Jimmy Allen. Jimmy, hello. What's up, G- Jenny? Hi. Where the hell have you been? Listen, I had I was being a good radio guy earlier in the day and had my ringer off because I was on the air and then forgot. Oh, to turn it back on. My, my, my dear. My and for me to ever miss an appointment with you is is absolutely just unheard of and will never happen again. It's okay. It's okay. It you, is Masters you, you, Week, though. You know, I'm a little flustered right now because of Masters Week. That's true, but I, I, I went to go to two calls in a row to, to yell at me from the state of Alabama. Do you have anything nasty to say in my general direction, maybe to talk for the people who are from Alabama? <laughs> no, I've got nothing, man. My man, Fred Kitchens, is from Alabama, so I'm – Alabama's good to me. I like that. That's Alabama. right. That's right. Yeah. Deborah Michaels is from Alabama. Oh, I don't want to do this. My goodness gracious. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jimmy Hanlon, Bally Sports. As, I was, by the way, I was saying it wrong. I kept saying uh, Fox Sports. I forget the changeover. Sorry. The Bally change, Sports, yeah. Yes Network. He hosts like 15 different shows on there. He's he's basically the Steve Harvey uh, of golf. There he hosts every show. <laughs> You're watching the Masters. We've seen two days. Uh, they've been phenomenal from what I'm told. I haven't got to see it because I've been busier in hell, and I'll tell you about that later on. But uh, what's the changeover? I, I see the, the course got easier from Thursday to Friday. Why? You know, that's a great question. And, I, you know, it, it's, I don't understand it because, Kenny, even Friday morning looked difficult. The, the greens were super firm. Uh, they were—they look like U.S. Open greens. You know, they—they they had a lot of brown to them, which you don't see a lot of brown at Augusta typically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was going to play more difficult on Friday, uh, but it—but it really didn't. It came down the stretch. Those guys played good on the back nine. I'm guessing pins were a little easier on the back nine um, 
on Friday, and that's where people seem to make their move, make their birdies. Even Justin Rose on the front nine yesterday kind of looked like it was going in the wrong direction, but he was able to recover on the back nine and get it back to even par for the day and seven under for the tournament. So, you know, I, that would be my guess is just that, you know, they felt like they could be aggressive with the pins on the back nine, and that, that looks like what that's what happened. For Justin Rose, it started off so strong yesterday, you know, a bit of up and down, cooled it off uh, in the uh, in the back nine there. I, we've talked about him before up near the top, and, and things have kind of floundered for him in days two, three and four. What keeps Justin Rose away from falling apart this time? Well, you know what, Kenny, I, th- I think it's just all attitude and, and, you know, confidence. You know, he has the golf game. He's a, he's a major champion winner. Um, so he's been, you know, he's a good player. I mean, he has the ability to win a major championship. So he, you know, I, there's no reason he won't unless it's all in his head. If he starts to lose his confidence, like he did partially yesterday, but was able to recover, that might have been actually really good for him, Kenny, yesterday, was to, to let it slide a little bit, get the feeling of maybe a little panic, and then be able to turn it around. That might be, you know, a good experience for him going into uh, Saturday and Sunday with the lead. It might help a lot, actually. Educate me about Will Zettel. Zalatoris, excuse my, excuse me there. I'm trying to get it right there. Ex- educate <laughs> me about Will Zalatoris that I don't know because I have never heard of this guy before this weekend. I'll be honest with well, you. Go cause, ahead. Because you wouldn't. He's a rookie, right? He he just came off of the Corn Ferry Tour. He's a young kid. Went to Wake Forest. Um, this is the kid. I said on the earlier today, Kenny. I said, man, this is a kid. If I'm a company, I'm plastering my logo all over him. I mean, he's just funny. He's witty. He's good looking. He, he kind of seems to be able to handle the moment. Um, you know, I'm not telling you he's going to be a first-time winner in, at the Masters. The last time that somebody won in their first Masters was Fuzzy Zeller in, like, 79. So uh, it doesn't happen very often, right? But he's going to be a name that, you know, just jot it down because we're going to talk about him a lot on the air because he's got all the tools and he has the charisma. Uh, he's a good player. What happens first? Do I run my first marathon, or does Gary McCord be welcome back to the Masters? <laughs> That's a good, I think you run your first marathon, is actually what they, they really will never let him back onto the grounds at Augusta National? Yeah, I, I, I don't see it happening, man. I, I, just, I just don't see it happening. You know, those, you know they have their, their rules, and they have their ways. And, uh, you know, Gary McCord probably doesn't want to go back, to be honest with you. I mean, he, he probably feels slighted there, too, and... And uh, my guess is they could invite him back, and you know, 50% of me would say that he, he may not go back anyway. What if they go, you got to get rid of the handlebar mustache and we'll let you back in? He'd say no, right? <laughs> not happening. Not happening. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Got... Gary spends his time out in Arizona. He's having fun playing some golf, and uh, he'll be all right. He'll be good. The great Jimmy Hanlon joining us on the show, talking about the 2021 Masters with us. So, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, you know, big story coming in. We saw, we all saw him, uh, what, speed driving uh, earlier this week, just the torque on the back. Is he a guy where I go, you better get your winning in while you can now because there's no way you can, fi- can physically keep this up? Well, we had that conversation with Tiger 20 years ago, right? People watched him True. thrash at the golf ball, and we're like, man, oh, man, you know, can this guy's body hold up to this? Well, we got the answer to that question, right? So, um I think it's a, a big concern. You know, I, I absolutely do. Now, again, let's don't forget that, you know, the ability uh, to maintain your body is a little different than it was even 20 years ago. And what you guys are capable of doing, their workouts and everything that they do is, is you know, it's pretty awesome, right? So maybe a little better chance than, 
than back in those days. But I would I would tell you that, um, you know, you look at the way that he swings the golf club. You, you look at the way that he that he just just thrashes at it with his body. I would probably tell you that it, it has to be a concern uh, for Bryson, you know, long term future of his golf game. Jimmy Hanlon with us on the show, Bally Sports, Yes Network, all over the place. Follow him on Twitter at Jimmy Hanlon. If that's the case, is there a change in the equipment then? Because it's not just Bryson DeChambeau. There's other big hitters out there. And naturally, you just said it, they're better athletes, so they should naturally be bigger hitters. Do we? Jack Nicholas talked about this last year during his tournament because he couldn't go out on the course, so they were just he was just going off on things. Do we change the equipment? Do we, do we put a cap on how – great drivers can be how great how 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 useful balls can be because of guys are getting better guys are getting bigger guys are getting stronger you know and, and there'll be a lot of people who disagree with me here kenny but I, I i don't think so right i mean you watch my shows you you did my show links to the game you know average golfer is not hitting the golf ball too far right now right there's yeah. 300 people in the world that's a tour player where the ball goes maybe farther than we wanted to go from a standpoint of competition. Other way, other side to that is that when you go to a PGA tour event, which thank God people are able to do starting to do a little bit again, what do you want to see? Right. I don't, I don't really want to go see him practice putt on the putting green. I want to no. see him hit bombs, right? I want to see him crush the golf ball. That's the fun thing about golf. So I think if you start taking that away, yeah, it just makes the game not as fun. Are you going to, you know, You've had, you talked about it in baseball for, for a long, long time, the ball and how hot the ball is. And, you know, what do guys people like to see in baseball? They like to see home runs, right? They want to see guys mash the ball because they're stronger than us, they're, they're more physical than us, and they have the ability to, you know, do things that average guy can't do. So, you know, I, would, I prefer just to leave it alone. I, I, I honestly think it's fine. Listen, Bryson DeChambeau hits it 380 yards. He's one under at Augusta. So they can make a golf course – that distance, you know, doesn't always equate to winning golf tournaments. So I'm a fan of leaving it where it's at. I, I really think that the game distance is a big part of the game, and I, I enjoy watching it. Jimmy Hanlon joining us on the show. Um, for this Masters compared to where it was at last year, you know, people, ah, the, the, the ratings are down. Jimmy, I thought that it, it would backfire because too many sports can be a bad thing. It if I'm a football fan, like I'm a football fan first, right? I like the NFL. I like college football. Those are number one, number two on my hierarchy. I like golf. You know I like golf. I'm going to watch the Masters in the spring because it's the first sign of spring. Like we get into certain we get into certain routines. Do you think that was the reason maybe the ratings were down last year and that maybe I shouldn't pay attention to what happened in November? Oh, I think without a doubt. Because golf's popularity, and you and I have talked about this, is off the charts right now, right, across the board. It doesn't matter whether you're talking yeah. equipment sales, whether you're talking about people playing golf, rounds of golf. Golf's popularity is through the roof right now. Um, I, yes, I would say that, you know, the lore of Augusta, you know, the flowers and everything, and the, the tradition of Augusta is spring. You're right. I mean, that, that's what it was. Now, they, they jammed that golf tournament in November because of, obviously, extenuating circumstances and COVID. And, but that's something that, yeah, I absolutely think that, ratings from last year and, and maybe people not being quite as into it had everything to do with being in the fall. Um, and this year, you know, it just feels like it's back again. You know, Augusta's back. Well, the PGA championship sneaking up on us next. And, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's golf's almost back. You know, 50% crowds are closed. And so it's uh, 
we're, we're getting back to the normal, and that's a good thing for the game of golf. I'm glad you said that because I've started to roll my eyes at the what's golf going to do without Tiger stuff. And I'm like, hey, and I know I've talked to you about this before in previous interviews, Jimmy. It's I know it's not going to go back to previous levels. I know it's not going to do that. That's To me, that's okay because right now, you know, I drove, I drove past golf courses over this last week. I had other things to do. Like you couldn't find a parking spot. So I know that the game is healthy, and I, I think that's okay. And I think that, that, yeah, there will be probably another wave of people who are, who are really into it who will then go watch it on TV, and the ratings will be able to bounce back to some level. But it's not going to be like Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is once in a lifetime. Yeah, that you're exactly right. I mean, we're never going to see a guy that affected the game like he did. Um, so you just got to count on a group of people, a bunch of players that, that people are going to like. You know, Jordan Spieth's going to be one of those guys, right? He's coming back. He, and he'll, it'll make him more likable that he lost his golf game almost completely, and now he's coming back and playing at a level that, you know, he played at when he was younger. He, you know, Jordan Spieth had the type of success before the age of 25 that Tiger Woods had, right? I mean, that's the type of that's the winning that he was doing. And then all of a sudden the collapse at Augusta and, you know, he was never be able, never able to find it again for, for a good 18 months, to two years. Now he's back. So we need those stories in golf. That's the great thing about golf is the stories and the, the players, you know, like you just said, uh, the young kid from Wake Forest in second place right now, that's a great story. People get excited about that, you know, so they're, they're out there, you know, and there's a lot of really good players getting, I mean, there's, there's guys that are fun to watch. Dustin Johnson's in your again, Bryson DeChambeau's Brooks Kepka played on a on a knee that was surgically repaired that should have taken six months to uh, before he even just attempted to play golf, and he played in a month. You know, so these yeah. guys are athletes, like you said, and it's it's the game is healthy and the tour is healthy, and it's um, it's going in an upward trend right now for sure. Follow him on Twitter. One of the good guys in golf. One of the good guys in general. Jimmy Hanlon. Jimmy. Can't thank you enough for the time, buddy. All the best. Thanks for having me, Kenny. The great Jimmy Hanlon. Bally Sports, e- or Yes Network, as well as, gosh, he's got Swing Click. He's got 18 holes. He's got Pin Shot. Oh, yeah, links to the game. He's got four shows that I can think of right off the top of my head. I'm probably missing one. Jimmy's one of the best. One of the best guys out there, one of the best PGA pros out there. Again, follow him on Twitter, at Jimmy Hanlon. His pants are wonderful. His personality is wonderful. You'd absolutely love him if you met him. I have met him many times. I love him very, very much. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Two hours from now, we got Jason Cole joining us on the show. We'll talk NFL with him. I have the entire state of Alabama in an uproar with me. I'll get to your calls in Alabama when we come back. Also, the top five subject, and no, golf doesn't need Tiger Woods. It just helps. It's Ken Carmen live on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. I'm having a crisis. I know I want it. Like this is this is Pirano's time to shine. We're getting down to the nitty gritty, top five, and then I guess I insulted everybody in the state of Alabama. And I got all I got people calling in. They're mad. Can't rip Mac Jones. I didn't rip Mac Jones. You just tell me what he does. That's incredible. Like he does a lot of good things right within the offense. Is what I should say. Within the offense of Nick Saban, within the offense of Alabama, he does a lot of things right, throwing to Heisman Trophy candidates. There's a lot of great things right there with Alabama. Great. 
So everybody in Alabama is upset with me now. And so I don't know what to do. Do I do I do top five? Do we do a truncated top five? Do we do a top three? I don't want to upset Pierno. I'm like I'm walking on eggshells right now. Pierno, are you mad at me? Well, it's the top five, and there's only one person on here right now that's from Alabama that uh, was upset with your take. Just yeah, well, yeah, I tried to take them all the last segment, then I had to hang up on them all because we had Jimmy. What do you want in the top five? Well, it's WrestleMania weekend, so we were going to do our top five favorite WrestleMania matches. We've done that before. No, we have not. We haven't? I took over this in either July or August, so why would we do a top five WrestleMania matches? Okay, fine. We've done SummerSlam matches. Oh, we've done, that's right. We've done top five Survivor Series matches. Fine. You're right. There would be no reason to do a WrestleMania top five matches. Until there now, because no it's yeah, WrestleMania there would, time. There would be no reason. All right, let me get to these calls here. We'll do top five coming up at 1140, okay? 1140 a.m. Eastern. Top five WrestleMania matches. There we, the, good. We can get two birds stoned at once. I can let Mike from Alabama get upset with me, and then we can we can go on. Mike in Alabama, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Hello. Hey, what's going on, Ken? Doing all right? I, I'm doing okay. Come on. Go after me here. I'm Let's not go. mad at you. We disagree. I'm not mad. <laughs> you, um, I just I think that uh, – well, before I get into all that, can I tell you my top WrestleMania match? Please. It would be the double turn with Stone Cold versus Bret Hart. I think that was the best one I've ever seen. And, okay. When, when – whoa, 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 whoa. When, when it made – now, hold on. Was that WrestleMania, the one where, where basically Stone Cold went in as the heel and, and passed yeah. out? Okay, then that that has to be in the top five, Mike. You're right about that. Okay, let's go. Let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. Go ahead. Okay, the reason I would take Mac Jones as the second quarter, Trevor Lawrence is the top quarterback, I agree with you. The reason I would take Mac Jones over Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, I'll start with Mac Jones. Um, you can say he had all the talent in the world around him. He did. So did Justin Fields. So did Trevor Lawrence. So if we – just admit that they all have top-level talent around them, we have to look at, okay, the second half of the Ohio State game, for instance. Mac Jones did not have his top two receivers. One was hobbling on one leg, and Devonta Smith was out of the game. Mac Smith adjusted and took over the game, put it on his shoulders, and led it that way without all the talent against people with people you had never heard of. Oh, see, I second, disagree with that. What you, were they going to do at halftime? I mean, what, what, halftime, that game was already over, Mike. He, he didn't have to do anything in the second half. That game was over. The game wasn't over, and he threw for about 200 yards in the second yeah, half. Minute, uh, minute, again, no receivers. Was, but That game wasn't over. That game wasn't over. Mike, that game was over. Okay, you know I it and I know it. I did, too. Until about the end of the third quarter. But then go Mike. to QBR rating under pressure. He has the top okay. QBR rating in the country under pressure and against the Blitz. Against the Blitz and under pressure. The top QBR rating in the country. That's higher than the other guys who still had talent around them. Okay, now we're getting to something here. The other thing is, if you look at Justin Fields, and against Northwestern, he completed 44% of his passes. Against Alabama, he completed 51% of his passes for under 200 yards, again, with all the talent in the world around him. So, Mac God, Jones I, doesn't have a game like that. I Mac already, Jones is lowest game with something like 66%. I have my answer already set up for that, and you ain't going to like it because it's going to sound like excuse-making. Do you know why? Because it's a good excuse for Justin Fields. Go ahead, Mike. It's a, it's a good excuse for Justin Fields. Mike, how many games did Mac Jones have during the regular season? Ten. He had ten. How many did Justin Fields have? Six. 
How many – now, I need to know, how many times was the Alabama program stopped because of COVID? Once. Okay, Ohio State had three times. And they had games stopped during the during the week of the game. They had games canceled on them because of other teams' COVID situations. Once with, I believe, Maryland, the other one with Michigan. All right? Sure. And I know that and, – and I'll give Pat Fitzgerald credit. They, they had a good defense coming into the season. That's why they were upset that they might not be able to play this year. They'd set up this season with a good defense, and that's how Pat Fitzgerald wins any football games that he does over there at Northwestern. So I'm not saying he had a good game. I'm not saying he had a good game. But I, I, when I'm looking at a guy who's able to get into a rhythm over 10 games or a, or a 12-game season usually, and a guy who's able to try to get under rhythm with six games and three stops and, and two stops during the season because of COVID – I can't get into a rhythm, and they do not have at Ohio State. They got they great athletes. You're right. Off between the but they do, game and the, they do, and that's and true, and that's true. But one team is much better than the other one overall. We knew this. One guy was able to elevate with Alabama and with Alabama and Ohio State. You didn't see yeah, a clear difference. Look at the recruiting rankings the past five years. They're both top five. All but, of but, them. But, but, it doesn't matter about the recruiting rankings. How you develop these guys, and you know damn well Alabama's at a higher level than Ohio State. No, we know that's that. another reason I would take Mac Jones. He had better coaching. His accuracy downfield, like it, any any just viable metric that you look at, Mac Jones tops out over Justin Fields. I, I, Zach Wilson, I, you can say something different. My issue with Zach Wilson would be, what's that? I don't know because he only played against two ranked teams, and they were Coastal Carolina and Boise State. I don't know the I don't know what he would do against competition. He's there's an argument to be made for him, but mm-hmm. Mac Jones, outside of just the way, even. When Mac Jones was on the scout team and he was lighting up the first team Alabama defense and Nick Saban got mad at him and told him, quit doing that, he had the moxie to look Nick Saban in the eye and say, tell your guys to stop me. And they couldn't stop him. Okay, Mike. There's a field general there. It's not mad. It's just we disagree. But this oh, is if I'm picking. This is what I'm going to look at all these things and say, right. okay, well, maybe you can say this about Justin Fields, maybe this excuse about Justin Fields, whatever. There just isn't any negative on Mac Jones except for that he's not a highlight reel. But I don't I'm want not, a highlight reel. I want a guy I, that can come in, that can distribute the ball, that can do – that is accurate. And he is extremely – and if you look not, at Justin Fields hold on, big hold, Mike, 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 Mike. turn it over. No, that's – and that's not necessarily true, and thank you very much for the call. We're, we're forgetting Clemson, okay? And you want to bring up Indiana, you can bring up Indiana and Michael Penix all you want. But, again, we say it's a bad game. Yeah, he turned the ball over three times. He had three interceptions in that football game. He also had 300, 378 total yards and three total touchdowns in that football game Justin Fields did. All right? I look at, again, the time that he didn't have, and you could say he had two weeks to get ready for that game. The people that Alabama missed, the people that Ohio State missed, missed defensively, you had Pete Werner trying to run around, and Tough Borland trying to run around and catch Devontae Smith. Mike? Trying to catch a Heisman Trophy winner. You had four not what did what did Tough Borland run for the combine? You had four nine four five five flat forty guys trying to catch a Heisman Trophy winner. Defensively, I mean, if we're talking overall teams, folks, Ohio State did a hell of a job against Clemson, but against Alabama, nobody was touching Alabama this year. Pro teams were the only teams touching Alabama this year because there were a team of pros they would have been playing against already pros. Nobody was touching Alabama. So that, to me, goes against, to some degree, not the whole thing, does go against the, the tremendous explosion 
of Mac Jones. It's not a rip of Mac Jones. It's not that Mac Jones sucks. Mac Jones doesn't suck. Mac Jones is a good quarterback. But for all these reasons, I feel that they it is inflated with Mac Jones. He has good coaching. He does what the coach tells him. Great, he has good coaching. If a guy doesn't have as good of a coach or elevates that coach, I would feel even more. We're just starting to get into the real Ryan Day recruiting classes because now it starts in two years, so these guys have to play. I had one guy who had Chris Alave, and that was basically it. I the other guy, you look at Alabama, how many guys are going to go in the first round in Alabama this year? How many, how many first-round guys does Alabama have? It's, it's night and day. It's night and day with everybody. It's night and day with everybody. What I see out of Justin Fields, remarkable. Trevor Lawrence could be the same thing. With Mac Jones, I don't want to rip Mac Jones up and down. If we get the total QBR under pressure, fine. You got me there on that one. But if we're doing 51% against Alabama, which has one of the best defenses ever, and 48% against Northwestern, which has one of the better defenses in the Big Ten, but it's certainly not Alabama, Okay, you can push that to my level as well. But when you have a week when you don't even know if you're going to play from week to week with a schedule, I put that into the bin for Justin Fields. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. But that was a great call. Coming up next, try to get to more of you guys and the top five WrestleMania matches of all time. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio right now. It's the latest sports update with Marco Belletti. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 20 minutes away, Vic Joseph, WWE commentator, NXT, NXT TakeOver. We'll talk with him about WrestleMania tonight and tomorrow over on Peacock. Top five coming up here momentarily. I'm getting texts. I got Hickey getting in. About the last call. We've taken a couple of mics from Alabama. One did not make any sense. The other one was a good call. Mike in Alabama, I disagree with him. Mike in Alabama was a good call. But when you're – Mike, I'm sorry, man. I, you didn't say you were an Alabama fan. You had to be an Alabama fan. If your heart was pounding at halftime of that game, you are a Alabama fan who just is afraid that, I don't know, the world was going to cave in because there's no chance in hell you were going to lose that game after the first quarter. Kerry Cole, I went back and I watched it because I had to go back and watch it because I'm like, he had tough Borland trying to chase away, trying to chase around Devontae Smith. Yep, he had tough Borland. Kerry Combs over at Ohio State had Ohio had tough Borland covering Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith. Like I can barely get the word out because if I tell you that in 10 years, you'll say, no, that's not true. No, it's true. I want to send this to you, Pierno, just so you can watch Tough Borland get on his horse. It is sad. Please, send it. It's like me trying to chase my kids. It's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. Look at him here. Get on your horse. Go. Go. No, you ain't catching. Devontae Smith is jogging. This is the same route Tyreek Hill runs with the Kansas City Chiefs, by the way. And he had Ohio State with Tough Borland covering him. I'm not going to say nasty things about Ohio State, but I hope that the uh, I hope after this I hope that won the best you got 
And Devontae Smith is jogging. 855-2124-CBS. Yeah, sorry, man. I, I'm not going to – you're not going to get me on the national championship game. You're not going to get me on Alabama and their other athletes. Alabama is at a totally different level. Tough Borland is still running the 40. Are we ready to do top five? I'm ready. Are you ready? That's the question. I think I am, man. I was a bit worked into a shoot, though. Like, I'll go first. I will go first. But I, I was a, I was a bit worked into a shoot. Are you ready for top five? If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's I'm already, man. WrestleMania 37 begins tonight, part one. I'm all ready to go. Okay. Let's get going here. All right, so I'm going to go first here. Oh, you want me to go first? I didn't. I thought we were. You know, I'm so. You used go to first. Go the, first. Go I'm first. I'm so used to playing the gold dust music. I'm. I'm. I'm thrown off here. All right, my top five. See, I want to go. Now I'm having problems getting it all figured out. But which one's which? Because the Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin one. You go first. You all go right. first. Because I, I, I got him I got him here. I don't know where I rank him, though. Sorry. Go ahead. No. All right. So I'll start off. I'm going back to WrestleMania 10 at the Garden. Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, the ladder match. Unique match for the time. Wasn't the first ladder match ever, but most fans had not seen it back in 94. Uh, and I think what makes it special is the fact that it still holds up after all these years, even after the gimmick has been used and used and used. But... Uh, you know, we've seen so many of these matches now, and of course we have a pay-per-view centered around it with Money in the Bank, and then there's TLC. But with all that, you can still make a case that this is still the best of them all. Um, you know, best of all, the way the match was constructed, the way they utilized the ladder just to make sense. You know, there were no other weapons used. They didn't make it, uh, take any crazy bumps using the ladder. You know, the bump that ended the match was Michaels, of course, falling off the ladder and getting tangled in, in the ropes. It was just excellent storytelling. It was fresh for the audience. Uh, so Michaels and Razor Ramon, the ladder match at WrestleMania 10, uh, my fifth favorite. Number four favorite for me, Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 3. Two of the greatest in-ring performers of all time. That's two, number four? Yeah. Wow. Two great athletes putting their skills on full display. And what I love about it is this match was like 14 minutes and changed. Uh, no no 40-minute match, uh, matches here. Um, but And the thing about that is given that it was under 15 minutes, they still they, they utilized every second of that match. They had like 21 or 22 near falls. Again, great storytelling here. Everything that they did meant something and had a purpose to it. It also still holds up very well in particular because it was different than most of the stuff that was going on in the 80s with the, the athleticism that we saw from each of them. Uh, it wouldn't look out of place like on a modern day wrestling show. There was also a great build up to the match. You know, Savage injured uh, Rookie's throat, and he was out. Uh, Rookie of the Dragon was out for a few months, so Rookie comes back looking for revenge. And then you had uh, George the Animal Steel had, like, feelings for Miss Elizabeth. He came out <laughs> with Steamboat. Uh, so Andre and Hogan, of course, they were the main event, but these two obviously stole the show and uh, still everybody talking about it. And then, you know, they went as far to, to script this entire match 
and instead of looking highly choreographed, it looked completely uh, completely natural. So obviously credit to those two legends. So that comes in as my number four favorite. Number three, uh, WrestleMania 21, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, first time that these two met in the squared circle. It was a dream match that uh, that absolutely lived up to the hype. Uh, the the build-up to the match was very good. Uh, they had great chemistry with each other. You would think that they had been working together for years, but just instantaneous uh, chemistry in the ring. The match had everything. You know, Michael's trying to out-wrestle. The Olympic gold medalist was a lot of fun mm. early on, but we got technical wrestling. There were some big spots thrown in there. They traded finishers. Uh, I feel like a match maybe that doesn't get talked about enough, but uh, I love this match. Kurt Angle versus uh, Shawn Michaels at Mania 21. My second favorite, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock at Mania 18. Uh, again, for some reason, this wasn't the main event. Uh, well, I know why, because Triple H had to be involved. Uh, but they were the ones. Uh, they were the ones on the because these they, they were on the WrestleMania 18 poster. Uh, the Rock and uh, Hogan, but um, yeah, actually, it says tr Triple H and Jericho wound up, of course, uh, main eventing uh, WrestleMania 18 that year. Uh, but two of the all-time greats, Hogan, The Rock, battling it out. Icon versus Icon. The crowd was raucous at the Sky Dome in Toronto. Probably the loudest Mania match of all time. It's amazing because again, Hogan went into that match as the heel. He almost killed The Rock. He did a hit and run in the parking lot. Uh, but the crowd made it clear right from the get-go who the fan favorite was. So, they, you know, they had a switch on the fly. Hogan becoming the baby face. The Rock becoming the heel. And, you know, and again, it wasn't like there was any spectacular in-ring in, uh, work here. Because, you know, Hogan is 50 at this point and he's past his prime. But the story is what got you. Hogan playing to the crowd. Uh, you know, it felt like Batman versus Superman. You had these two giant superheroes coming to life, and uh, you just got lost in the experience as a viewer. So uh, Hogan versus The Rock, number two for me. And uh, some caller already mentioned it. Uh, he brought it up. Uh, Ho uh, Austin versus Hart at Mania 13, the I Quit match. Uh, what I love about this match is obviously it's a great match, but first off, it helped launch an entire era in the Attitude Era. It launched a career for Austin and also launched a great heel run for Bret Hart. It had great storytelling with the double turn. Hart goes into the match as the baby face. Austin goes in as the heel. But in the end, many are booing Hart and then applauding Stone Cold for the fight that he showed, the resilience that he had. And he just had a great mixture of technical wrestling with the brawling, the punching, and the kicking. It was a physical match. You really felt like, and we've discussed this rivalry in the past, but you just really felt like these two absolutely hated each other. And it all began with the entrances. I mean, the way they walked to the ring, the facial expressions, you just felt like these guys meant business. And again, it just kicked off a great year in 97 for Brett when Brett delivered some of his best work on the mic and then the matches. One of my favorite matches that year, 97, Canadian Stampede, the Hart Foundation, and then, of course, against Austin Shamrock, Goldust, the Legion of Doom. 
and then went on went on to win it. SummerSlam is fifth title, and then of course the Montreal screw job at the end of the year at Survivor Series. So it just set up a whole it set off a whole Man. chain of events that match. You're so right. that's why I love it too. So that's number my favorite Stone Cold vs. Brett Mania thirteen. All right, I think I got him in order. Here we go. I left Rock Hogan off. Rock Hogan was almost on there. You're gonna hate my number five, okay? What number is it? five. Number five is on there for entirely different reasons. It's Hogan Andre, WrestleMania three. And it's not the best match on the card. It's probably not even the third or fourth best match on the card, to be honest with you. But for what it did, for how it was built up, for all the fallout, for what everybody's memory is. Gorilla Monsoon, the roof of the Silver Dome about to explode here. It's, I don't care. The pageantry, it's number five. An amazing, Bobby the Brain Heenan, who was raised by his mother and had to quit school. I, I want to know if he ever later in life realized how big that moment was where he comes from those beginnings and is now with 90-something thousand people there with one of the biggest stars in history, one of the biggest entertainment stars in history, riding to the ring at WrestleMania three. Number four, you mentioned it, Hardy Boys Dudley's Edge and Christian X7. Number I three, actually didn't no, mention that. That was on oh, my I list. Oh, I thought you mentioned I thought I wrote that down. Okay, sorry. I did the Number, ladder match at ten. Oh, okay. Uh, Michaels and Ramon. Alright, then I okay, then I got Hardy Boys Dudley's Edge Christian X seven. Number three I'm going to put Stone Cold, Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13. Number two, I'm putting Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, WrestleMania 25. I almost put that number three. I put it number two. I love that match. Even the cameraman who nearly killed the Undertaker almost put him in a wheelchair. I still say that that's number two. Number one, Steamboat Macho Man. Steamboat Macho Man. Jesse, Gorilla, they part make it. Bombs away. I just love Macho Man. The, the athleticism, the wrestling, the whole the storytelling, that what it was. You mentioned the near falls. This is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. That is that is number one. Pierno, I love you. Thank you very love much. Love you too. It's great stuff. Coming up at 1240 p.m. Eastern, Jason Cole. We'll talk NFL with him. Up next, Vic Joseph, WWE commentator. We're getting you ready for WrestleMania. Next on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 